Welcome everyone to Overcome Podcast episode 36, first episode of June. We are recording still in May, but this is going to go live in June. Uh, and today I have a very special a guest, a friend of mine from a long time ago, Daniel Sullivan. Thank you. What's going on, Yuri? Thanks for joining, my friend. Thanks thanks a lot for taking Appreciate the time to record this. Absolutely. Daniel, um, the, the main uh, theme, subject of this podcast is Overcome. And uh, most of people that know you nowadays, they know you for uh, your bodybuilding career, class physique, coach. But let's go back uh, uh, to the Daniel before that. Um, <laughs> Because I think it's very important to to go back to your roots, uh, and, and MMA was your roots uh, for some time. And I Absolutely. and I would like to understand because we were prior to start recording, they just talking about that. Uh, <laughs> when you look back, the the MMA road, uh, what did you really learn from that time that you nowadays you still utilizing as a coach or a, even as an athlete? You know, that's a great question. Uh, you know, when I fought and, you know, I fought for seven years and uh, one thing that it taught me was the crazy thing about it, first and foremost, is I hate fighting. Like that's, <laughs> I'm not a fighter. You know, my mom was, my mom and dad were like, what are you doing? Um, you know, and I've always just been a competitive person ever since I was in high school. Um, so, you know, whenever I got into college, I, uh, I, I found a, you know, a, a BJJ team and, uh, started started doing that and doing some mixed martial arts and um it was more of you know to keep me out of trouble uh because my dad when he dropped me off at school he said you got one chance and uh so you know i kept myself out of trouble i did the you know the whole mixed martial arts thing um but i can tell you man it uh it was one thing that kept me occupied being a poor college student being a poor you know student with no money who has had a full-time job who was in school full-time you know, it kept my mind occupied and had my mind to where I could focus on something else mm. besides all the hectic stuff that was going on in my life. And, you know, till this day, I really think that it mentally prepared me for everything that I was up against. Um, I can say that fighting is probably one of the most, if not the most mental game that I've ever done in my entire life. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're training for a guy that's been watching film on you for, you know, three to four months that wants to take your face off um, just as much as you want to take his off, you know? So the, the mental aspect of that is, is insane. Yeah. It really was uh, until this day. I think, like I said, it just mentally prepared me for any hardships I had in the, you know, in the, in the future um, and basically just getting through life with a, you know, broader, idea of how things work and just like i said just getting me through mentally has been the number one thing that it taught me it's interesting you say that you didn't like fighting uh but you you did that for seven years so what really yeah. motivates you to keep going um you know like i said i was a competitive person um and i'll be honest with you it <laughs> winning a winning a fight was addictive like riding a roller coaster times 10 with adrenaline with Mach 3 speed like that's it, it was pretty uh incredible actually and that's you know that that high that it gave me you know just because of the the bl literal blood sweat and tears that you put into every single 
practice and sparring match and you know whatever else you have going on your 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 gym workouts everything it all leads up to that one point and you know second place is losing yeah. and uh, that's that's actually always been my mentality since I fought was hey you know I get second place I just lost mm -hmm. so I think that actually made me a more competitive person in the long run especially in bodybuilding now uh did, did you used to get nervous prior to the fight uh, uh because oh, yeah. uh, as a bjj competitor i get that, uh very nervous prior to the fight but as you said after the fight the feeling is just so amazing that you said well i oh, want i want to do that again yeah it, i can tell you i would i would be lying to you if i sat here and told you that i wasn't nervous or scared i was scared to death literally for every fight um i mean i would i would literally just you know, be in my own head for the last two to three weeks. And I would replay in my head every single way that I could get knocked out to make sure it would not happen. I would dream about it. I would daydream about it. The whole day would be nothing but that in my brain, you know, going, okay, I can't get knocked out this way. What if he does this? What if he does this? So I always was constantly thinking, and, you know, actually in my seven years, I never got knocked out, which was pretty insane. Wow, nice. Um, But, you know, like I said, I mean, before every fight, scared to death. And, uh, you know, one of my coaches um, who fought in the UFC, he, uh, he, he told me, he said, you know, if you're not scared, you're not ready. Wow. And I took that, that into consideration. Very, and very interesting. Okay. If, you're not, I love if that. you're not scared, you're not ready. That's interesting. Yep. Yeah. So you think that all those uh, UFC fighters, they are in such a level that they are just able to fake that they are not scared? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think... Like I said, I think it's more of a mental game than anything. Um, I would say you probably have your one percenters who are just out there because they absolutely love it. And just, I mean, some of them, I mean, even including myself, my, my wife used to actually get mad at me because I would take every single hit first. I wanted to know what that person had, you know, right off the get go, because it would, it actually would give me a boost of confidence no matter what happened, um, you know, because of that they're going to hit me with everything they got on that first hit so i would take it on the chin or on the head every single time and again my wife would get so mad at me and just be like stop doing that you hit first um <laughs> but you know it's uh so you're like you are not like cobra kai strike hard strike first <laughs> no, you are right. you're more like rocky balboa right get hit absolutely first. absolutely my face will be destroyed after every fight <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting because you said um, second place it was uh, you lost, and you are absolutely yep. correct about that. But however, when we go to the bodybuilding industry, that's not necessarily true because many of the guys that are on stage, just to be on top five is already a victory. Uh, so oh, it is a completely different perspective. 100%. And I'm pretty sure that you were happy many times that you got third place, that you got the second place. For you, it was a hey, victory. Top fives that I've got, I was super excited about. Yeah. Any top five. So how you explain the difference? You know, it, I still have the same mentality. Um, I mean, and obviously, you know, I, I compete to win. And I think most of us do, you know, and that's, that's always at the end of the day, that is the ultimate goal. Um, but also at the end of the day too is, you know, I love looking back. I mean, I still do it. I did it yesterday. I looked back and compared my four weeks out picture 
compared to this four week out picture that I have, I'm competing in the Bahamas in four weeks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible to see that mm. in the changes that you can make every single show. And, you know, I think that's why, like one, I became a coach and two, why I fell in love with bodybuilding is because I'm literally obsessed with seeing the body change. I think it's absolutely incredible what the body can do, especially, you know, with the less than a percent population that does bodybuilding. You know, yeah. those people know, you know, Yuri, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. Every single show, you get better. You build and you get better. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think now that, you know, I'm still competitive, still have that same mentality that we were talking about, but that's more in my head than anything is going, okay, you know what? I'm going to beat my last package and that is what matters because eventually I'm going to end up being the best and I'm going to win. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's interesting because I started with bodybuilding and then I went to BAJ and to me it was almost like this on bodybuilding. You do all the work prior to the showtime. Showtime is like, is, is party time, right? I mean, you're going <laughs> to celebrate everything you've done in a, Absolutely. in a fight. Uh, you, you may have done a great work prior to that fight, but that fight is the moment of reaction. You actually can battle to win. Even if Absolutely. the other guy is better than you, you can still fight to win. Which is, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment, you know, yeah. because it's, it's like, I mean, it's mano y mano, you know, it's, it's one-on-one. -on -one and that's, that's uh, <laughs> my mom used to tell me all the time. She'd be like, when they, when they lock that cage, you just make, hey, you just act like the devil's after you with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's what she would tell me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's funny because I take all these things and I do, I put them in my head and that's, you know, I would take that with me into the cage every single time. And, you know, it's crazy because, uh, you know, no matter how many hundreds or thousands of people, whoever, wherever we we're fighting at, you know, I could only hear three voices the entire time. My mom, my wife, and my dad out of all the thousands of people. So, you know, it's, it was- Even your coach, hear didn't hear your coach? Barely, <laughs> barely. And uh, they would get mad at me too. They'd be like, do you not hear me? I'd be like, no, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. And then when you go to bodybuilding, um, that's the part that it, it bothered me for some time because you may have done an amazing prep, amazing work. You, you feel good, you look good, but at the end of the day, is the referee's decision, right? And it, and then the <laughs> and then you're like, you have zero control at that point. Absolutely, you could, like you said, you could do a prep. I mean, and and be absolutely perfect to a T, not even an ounce over. You know, no sugar, no, you know whatever it may be, I'm talking to a T hundred percent, whatever's on the plan and still coming, you know, top eight, you know, and like, like you said, it's, uh, it, it's up to the, it's up to the judges that day. It's flavor of the day. And, uh, that's, you know, one thing that I've noticed with bodybuilding is it's hit or miss every single time. I feel like, I mean, and it, obviously who shows up. Did, uh, did this bother you coming from a MMA background where you had more control over the outcome? Yuri, I can tell you this. I was so mad. <laughs> My first show, um, I was so mad. It was the heart of Texas, actually. I competed in physique, and I got last call out. Uh, I think there were four call outs. I got last call out. And uh, I was so mad because I thought <laughs> I should have done way better. And here I was, some, you know, 
some guy coming in. I had a mohawk, you know, still from fighting. I wasn't, you know, looking pretty like a physique guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I even I even talked to the promoter and I was like, hey, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, like I was <laughs> I was literally mad. And then after a fact, I was like, I didn't look that good, <laughs> you know, compared to all these guys. So, you know, just living and learning. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, I bet you that this is what you probably educate your clients on, right? Because uh, you as a coach now, you can do whatever is in your power for your client and your client can follow the plan. But at the end of the day, when it comes to a show, what I usually say is be happy. First, be happy that you are Yep. able physically able to do that and be 100%. among those those folks and the result is is more like uh, a celebration right i mean it's a plus 100%. yes because bodybuilding should not be only about the results it should be about the the journey for you to feel good and look the way yeah. you want yeah and you know that's what's i think that's what's cool about bodybuilding too and what a lot of people don't understand um, I would say, honestly, the closest people to understand it are fighters, you know, um, you go through such emotional, you know, things during prep and during, you know, during your fight camps. And, you know, it's, it's all about, and that's what goes back to the whole mental aspect of it. It's, it's about overcoming certain things, yeah. you know, and you're going to run across some stumps in the road, uh, during prep, during your fight camps. And you got to figure out how to get through it. And that's all there is to it. And, you know, and that's, uh. I feel like it's every single time, you know, that we have a prep or I had a fight, it was something that happened every single time. And, um, you know, I never, I never knew what it meant. One of my coaches told me whenever I fought, he said, more than 90% of every fight that you have, you will not come in 100%. And I never knew what that meant really until after my career. And I realized I was injured with at least something every single fight camp broke pinky toe you know i could have had a croak you know uh cracked uh nose orbital bone you know anything i mean it's but you but know never anything serious that had to make you to stop no um no i the the worst thing that i had i had i mean i've had broke orbitals um the the worst thing that i had was, was a hematoma on my left eye And, uh, I mean, it was really bad. I mean, I couldn't even put on sunglasses. Like, it was so bad. And uh, I remember after the fight, they brought me to the back. And I knew it was bad whenever they said, get his mom out of here. Because my mom had walked to the back after the fight. And uh, they stuck an insulin syringe in my eye, tried to pull the fluid out. No fluid came out. And uh, the doc said, hey, you know, I have a razor blade. We can slice your eye to try to get some of that out. It's a lot of blood in there. He said, but I can't promise you you're going to have nerves in your eye tomorrow. And I was like, I just looked at him. I was like, no, I was like, just leave it. I'm, I'm good. So um, my wife always says the, the, the main thing I complained about was my broke pinky toe whenever uh, I broke it in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, whenever I fought up there, I, I checked a kick and broke my pinky toe. And I can honestly say that's probably the worst pain I've ever been in. With, I've had broke ribs. Like I said, broke eye sockets, the whole nine yards. And that was probably the worst injury I had. But you didn't have to stop training because of that, did you? Nope. Mm -mm. So you never really, no. uh, I mean, throughout your seven years fighting, you were pretty healthy uh, from that. Pretty healthy. Yeah, I was pretty healthy because I never, I never got suspended for uh, TKO or KO. Um, so, you know, the worst thing I had was a broke nose. And I mean, that took 
three weeks to heal really i mean i was i was back sparring in three weeks mm-hmm. um like light sparring um but that was i mean that was really about it what about in the in the bodybuilding uh career so far pretty healthy no injury none man i and i'm super blessed you know i've uh i'd say the worst thing that i've had was back in 2018 or 17 i can't remember which year i tore i had a partial tear in my pec minor and then off of my bicep as well um just warming up actually and i was really lucky that that happened it was actually in destination on the uh hammer press uh chest press and i just had 25s on each side I went up one time and it, I heard it pop and I just dropped it. Ooh. And uh, I did ra- uh, red laser light therapy mm-hmm. for that. Um, also had Pat work on me um, at the gym, who's absolutely incredible. Um, and, you know, after that, it was, I, I was, I mean, honestly, man, I was healed in like four weeks. I competed in five weeks after that. So, um, so you, nothing... were you able to train even with that or just lower body? Mainly lower body. Pat had actually put the machine on me. Um, I guess the new fit machine yep, and we yep. were just trying to build that muscle tissue during the time. Um, and man, I mean, honestly, there was no defect, no nothing on stage. It still looked full, which was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as injuries go, man, I've, I've been super blessed, you know, and I've been competing now for going on eight years and, uh, it's been, it's been a great, great ride. And that's interesting because you said it was during the warm up. That's very odd. It, usually is usually is not when it happens. Absolutely. It could have been the bipolar weather in Texas being, you know, 21 day and 100 the next. I don't know, you know, being super cold. I don't know. You know, it could have been anything. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a freak thing, and um, it, it definitely freaked me out. So, you know, I'm, I'm super careful. I, I, I take care of my body. I mean, I get worked on once, twice a week. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very, very in tuned with my physique now and, you know, just – overall health, gut health, the whole nine yards. That's, you know, that's one of the most important things to me, especially as we get older. Um, you know, I, I, you know, bodybuilding is, uh, not a, not a long career. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to make the best of it and be the healthiest I can. And, uh, after that, do you start to take more care about warming up? Uh, uh for example, using bands to warm up just to make sure that you have blood flow before you even hit, uh, the weight. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I do a lot of uh, active stretching, um, especially for my chest and my legs. Uh, I do that every single week. Um, I will say that, you know, the, the main thing is the way that my workouts are designed, uh, you know, with time under tension and, you know, some negatives in there, but not just going all out volume for every single set, every single exercise. Like I'm putting some restraint in there also to, to strengthen my ligaments, to strengthen everything, you know, the fast twitch muscles, everything around, you know, those big muscles that need to be strengthened. That's, that's really what I focused on in my legs, my upper body for the past year. And, uh, man, it's made a world of difference. It really has. I know that, uh, for the most part, each coach has a coach. Do you, are you working with someone now? Yes, sir. I have, uh, AJ Sims. He's with, uh, cement factory. And uh, he's out of work. You've been working with him for this prep now. So I've been working with him for uh, going on 10 weeks now. And uh, yeah, I've got four more left. And uh, man, this is, I feel great. This is uh, the most food that I've ever ate in my life for prep, which is absolutely incredible. I'd say 
This time, my last prep, I was on about 1,700 calories. I, I hit 3,100 today, <gasps> and I'm four weeks out, wow. and I'm dropping about a pound. About a pound every, I'd say, every three to four days. Jesus, 3,100, so, that's a lot. I'm off now with four weeks to go, so I should be pretty good once we go in and be able to fill up and look great. Yeah, and this is going to be your first competition, if it, if my mind is correct, since you yeah. moved to yeah. Virgin Island, right? Yes, yeah, sir. This will be the first one. You know, COVID, uh, the last show I did was NPC Universe back in 2019. And, uh, you know, obviously 2020, COVID hit. I started prepping for uh, the Puerto Rico Pro-Am, um, which was, I believe, in April, if I'm not mistaken. Well, when I was in Dallas... I was three weeks out. They canceled the show. Ooh. And uh, so I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see when they reschedule it. So they rescheduled it for August. August came around. I'm two weeks out of the show, and they canceled it again. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I'm done stressing for the year. I'm just going to relax. I'm going to you know, have some great lifts. I'm going to eat and uh, just really take my time for a whole year, just about, and uh, just build. And that's exactly what I did, man. And uh yeah, I hired, I hired AJ, um, you know, solely for just, I wanted to take my physique to a different level. And that's, you know, one thing that I've seen him with his guys do um, and all the pros that he has. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, he's an absolutely incredible guy and an absolute incredible coach. But you hire him just for the prep, right? So, which mean, yeah. which means that during the off season, like the, the off season that you had like last year, that was on you. You did your own. Yeah, yeah, I did everything. I, I, you know, it's funny because uh, I'd say for my last six shows, I've I've had a coach for two of them. Um, I've usually done my preps almost every show, and uh, you know, it's I can do it, but it's so much better to have another look and not have myself have to stress about. All right, what do I need to do? And I'm, you know, nitpicking myself because you, you know, just as much as I do, we're our own worst uh, critic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can tell you, man, having that second set of eyes and telling me what to do and me just kind of following his lead is the best thing that I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, and, and you as a as a coach knows that when you put a coach to work with you, there is a whole different level of accountability, right? I mean, your clients, for example, they they are held way more accountable when they hire you to 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 coach them. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is also a, a great way for you to walk the talk, to, to make sure that uh, your clients understand the, the importance of not only have the second uh, set of eyes, but also yep. the accountability, the extra push. There is a lot of value in that. Absolutely. And that's the thing, man. You know, this, this sport definitely isn't for everybody, you know, that, and that's, that's one thing that I've learned. And, you know, I don't take on a lot of clients uh, for prep every year. I, I'd say I take on about 10 a year. Um, and the and the reason why I do that is because we, uh, my wife and I, we, we have another online program and we have, honestly, we have thousands of clients. And, you know, with the bodybuilding, I want to take those 10 and I want to focus and put every single bit of focus in on them and let them know that I'm there for them every single day instead of being, you know, a coach out there who has 300 online clients who's like, okay, pay me your money, here's your diet, check in with me on Friday. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm that type of coach that, you know, I want to check in with you on Tuesday. How you, how you feeling today? 
How's your digestion? How's your metabolism? You know, how's your workouts? How are your pumps? You know, I want to know and I want to be in tune with my client's physique just as much as they are. That's that's very incredible because, as you said, there is a lot of online uh, coaches that they get so many clients that they take uh, days to reply to an email. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yep, it's ridiculous. And I've you know, and I've been there. And that's you know, as a coach, that's one thing that I've learned going forward. It's like, okay, I don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want to treat my clients that way. How can I be better? How can I be one percent better every single day for my clients? And you know, uh, that's you know just the motto that I have every single day. And and this business that you have with your wife it, uh, is an online business. Is more like uh, how all that works. So, you know, that's the thing is uh, I've got two programs. I've got a bulk program, uh, and I've also got a fit program. Um, basically, what both of them are is. Not everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, mm -hmm. and that's you know that's one thing that I figured out you know in this industry is not everybody can do it one, and not everybody wants to be a bodybuilder. Right. So what me and my wife did is we came up with a formula of workouts and meal plans that are sustainable, that you can live the lifestyle, lose weight, be healthy, and man, I can tell you you know in in the group that we have, we've had several, and I'm I'm not even exaggerating several come off of their diabetes medication, which doctors told them they'd never come off their diabetes medication. I'm talking metformin, uh, Humalog, insulin. Um, and it's, you know, it's absolutely incredible to see that. And the fulfillment of that is unbelievable. And that's, you know, that's one thing that we preach in the uh, challenges. You know, this is bigger than fitness. This is bigger than fitness. I want your grandkids to grow up and I want you to see them graduate. You know, I want you to live a old happy life, you know, and be healthy and, you know, give your kids a chance too. you know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we're trying to do is it's, it's a movement really. And that's what we want to do is just teach how to live this lifestyle the easiest way possible. Now, knowing that you have hundreds of uh, clients that implement the program, you probably already had some patterns. For example, you know, the ones that are going to succeed uh, and you know, the ones that are going to fail over time. What are some of the attributes of the ones that are going to succeed that you immediately say that that guy he is going to do great you know it's funny because i've had i've had both in the challenge i've had for example a and b they've both come to me and been like hey i'm super pumped up i'm gonna do this i'm going to get all my supplements i'm going to the grocery store today we're gonna do the damn thing you know it's gonna be great i've had two of the same people say that one made it and one didn't. Um, what what was so the difference? So I think what the difference is, is most people have the mentality in, in their brain that it's all or nothing. It's an all or nothing mentality. Hmm. And that is what we teach in the challenge that we're not asking for perfection. We're not asking for that at all. We're asking for that 1% better every single day. And if you have that all or nothing mentality, yeah, you're gonna set yourself up for failure, especially if you've never done anything like this. So we ease people in and we teach them, like I said, how to live that lifestyle the easiest way possible. And it's it's funny too, because, you know, when they get into the challenge, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. I don't, you know, I've never done this before. And then they look at the plans and they're like, this is absolutely amazing. You know, and that's that's what we wanna see. You know, we want, we want people to enjoy mm -hmm. what they're doing because I, I can tell you, Yuri, I, I see so many, even bodybuilders, 
um, you know, people going into the gym and it's like, man, why are you miserable? Like, you know, <laughs> like, why are you in a bad mood? And that's, you know, it could be what they're eating. I don't know. You know, it, go eat a hamburger. You know, I don't know. But, you know, it's, you know, we want people, we want to teach people to be, you know, happy with this lifestyle and how to live this lifestyle and be happy. Yeah, that's something that I can say about Daniel. Never saw him in a bad mood. Always laughing, always smiling. So... <laughs> That's 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 Dan, that. that's Daniel right there. Um, Appreciate you. Uh, but the other thing that I also believe is that a lot of people they rely a lot on motivation, and you and I know that motivation is something that comes and goes. Some days you're not gonna be motivated, uh, so at the end of the day, is the discipline that is going to drive you forward. And some people just don't have the discipline to execute the plan. I agree. And you know, it's it's funny you said that because I actually just explained that to a guy down here at the island. He was like, you know, um, you know, what's another reason why you bodybuild? And I told him, and, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time and it goes back to that mental aspect is, you know, I love the fact that I can put my brain and my mental state through a 16 week prep of something hardcore where I can't have this, I can't have that, I can't have that to drink. And then I get all the way through that prep and I swear to you, my, my, the, the mental game that I have is on a different level every single time I do it. And, uh, you know, that it's, it's almost like a game with me. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I actually love, I love that challenge. That challenge is absolutely amazing because I know what the result is going to be at the very end. Yes, I'm going to have a great physique on stage. You know, my coach is going to bring me in. But mentally, after that show, it's like I just won up and I'm I'm on to the next level. And that's how I feel every single time. So uh, with your experience uh, dealing with both types of prep, MMA prep and bodybuilding prep, which one you believe is the hardest one? That's tri tricky question, I know. <laughs> so it's funny. Um You know, in, in fighting, uh, I walked around 225 pounds and I had to cut to 185 every fight. I, I fought middleweight. Ooh, um, that's a lot but of the cuts. Difference, <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a cut. And I mean, I had guys coming up to me after the after the fights going, how did you cut that much weight? Like, that, <laughs> it was, I actually, uh, funny story, I, I was on the tail of a tape in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Herb Dean from the UFC, he was my ref for this fight. And I'm, I'm sitting here like this, and it, it pulls up both of our names and, you know, our, our height, weight, all that. And I have a blue <laughs> IV in the top of my arm. And uh, they called me to the back, and they were like, hey, as long as the boxing commission doesn't see that, you might not get in trouble. And I was like, I had to. I, I ended up getting two bags of IVs because I'd cut literally in five weeks almost 35, 40 pounds. I did 28 pounds in two nights. Oh, and... Uh, It was pretty, it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but you know, with bodybuilding, it's so precise and it's so what you look like is the most important. So, you know, with fighting, it was like, Hey, I can cut weight. I can get to a sauna. I can, I can cut 10 pounds in four gonna hours. Look, so, you know, it's going to look like shit, but I can cut, right? <laughs> exactly. And that was my thing is, you know, uh, everybody already thought I was a bodybuilder when I fought, which was funny. And, uh, you know, it was, even my coach was like, stop working out. And I'm like, I work out three days a week. You know, that's not, that's not what I do, but, um, you know, exactly. Bodybuilding, I have to look a certain way. So I think that the dieting aspect is way harder as far as 
fighting, you know, I think the mental aspect of it is uh, it really takes a toll on you a lot more than bodybuilding. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've, I've, I've even seen guys cry in bodybuilding. I mean, hell, I've had some rough moments in bodybuilding myself. And, uh, you know, and I, there's a quote out there that says, if you don't cry a little bit in prep, it's not really prep. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you, I, I've, I've done that a lot in fighting. I, I cried a lot in fighting. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't sit here and, you know, in front about that. I mean, it's just, it, it was such a mental reckoning almost every single week that you had to regroup yourself and go, okay, like I told you in the beginning, you know, this guy's been studying my film. He knows exactly what my moves are going to be. He, he, he wants to beat me just as bad as I want to beat him. And, you know, it, it's crazy, you know, going back to where you said, are we scared? What ran through my mind every single fight was, am I going to meet another Mike Tyson on this fight? Like, are we about to discover another Mike Tyson? You know, and that's, I was like, am I going to be that guy that has to go up against him? And uh, so you always have that in the back of your mind. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy and intense. Yeah, and, and uh, it's interesting because I think that, uh, as you said in the beginning, this whole uh, years in MMA prepared you to enjoy more the aspect of bodybuilding because as you said right oh, yeah. now you do have a stress with diet and everything but at the end it's a celebration no, no one is gonna be, no one wants to uh, uh beat you or anything i mean you go to stage to show the result of your work so it's that's more right. pleasure you know it, it's uh it's a whole different aspect that's why you probably enjoy so much they struggle with the diet because i mean you've been through worse Absolutely. And I can tell you my first, the first show I did heart of Texas, I was on my way to uh, the athlete meeting and I was, I was gripping the steering wheel and my wife looked at me and she said, Hey, she said, it's okay. She goes, you don't have to get hit in the face this weekend. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't, this is amazing. So, um, you know, from there, it was just like a, a weight lifted off my shoulders and you know, I've had fun with it ever since. I really have. Yeah, no, it's uh, and I saw uh, one of your pictures of um, I think it was the Olymp amateur Olympia that you did, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and you look great on that one. Uh, what's your what was your place on that one? I ended up getting third in that show, and uh, I can tell you, man, that it that was I'm, a beautiful I'm stage. I mean, the state. I mean, the, the whole experience that. It, like, you would have thought, if you go back and look at the pictures of me getting third, you would have thought I won the entire damn show. <laughs> like, I was so happy. I was up there just cheesing, you know, fourth and fifth and second are kind of like, and I'm just up there just cheesing away like, hey, this is absolutely amazing. I mean, the guy who won first was from Brazil. You know, the guy who won second, he was from Czech. You know, so it was cool to compete against guys from around the world and place top five with those guys and i thought that was a you know a hell of accomplishment oh, yeah. you know on my yeah, own it was amazing uh and, and on that show just the first place got the pro card just first place oh, yep. okay so it was that year it was first place in each class so you were that close i was two spots away <laughs> is that something that you're still shooting for yes sir uh the, that's the show actually in the bahamas is a pro qualifier it's an international show um so It's Tim Gardner's show, and uh, Steve Weinberger is going to be the head coach. I mean, head coach, the uh, head judge. So, you know, I figured, hell, I'm, I'm an island away. You know, might as well and go try it out and see what happens. And uh, like I said, man, this is uh, 
this is the absolute best that I've had yet, and I'm I'm super pumped to display it. And I I think that there is a, a little strategy going on there because you are not really revealing a lot of uh, progress picture this time around, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> it's funny you said. I actually had uh, one of my clients the other day. I, I've sent him some of my progress pictures. Uh, me and him are, are best friends too, and uh, it's so funny because he actually posted my picture that I sent him. He goes. He goes, you know what? Daniel doesn't brag on himself, but I'm going to brag on him for him. He goes, this dude's going for his pro card in four weeks. So, you know, it, it pumps me up to, you know, to hear things like that. But I have been keeping it under wraps and, uh, you know, probably in the next couple of weeks, you know, try, start showing some display a little bit. But, you know, I've, I've kept my head down and, um, you know, no distractions outside. That's what's amazing. You know, living here, you know, on the island is we have we my wife and I, we have this routine every single day. You know, and it's just it's it's relaxing and the clarity, the mental clarity is absolutely unreal. And, uh, you know, I just I don't have to stress my body on anything. And that I think that's been the biggest difference. Man, let's, let's talk about that, because that was another amazing movement uh, from your side. Uh, yes, from uh, it's been two years that you moved to, to the island. Uh, August, it was uh, August 5th, 2019. Yeah, so. Almost two yeah, years. Two years, basically. Uh, looking back now, it was everything that you were expecting, or much better than you were expecting. You know, it's funny, man, because uh, you know we sold everything we had in Dallas. I mean, my car, our, both of our cars, um, and you know, the thing was, Yuri is. I had a great thing going on at Destination. You know, I had a great thing going on with my personal. Training. Yeah, it was the was business was booming. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. You know, I was flying out to California uh, four months out of the year, training NFL athletes out there, um, you know, movie stars. I mean, the whole nine yards, and it was just great. And, uh, you know, I had thought to myself, you know, like, I can't do anything else. I was so busy, Yuri, that, I mean, I was up at 3.30 a.m. I was at the gym by 5 a.m., I was leaving the gym by 8 p.m. at night, you know, and, you know, if I was going to California, it was, I was coming back on the weekends, training everybody during the week, going back out there on Monday. Like it was just, there was nothing I could do to stop. And I knew that, you know, I wanted to transition everything into an online business. I, I, I And, you know, we started a supplement company as well. And uh, I knew in order to do those things, that I needed to slow down and that I needed some clarity. It was a very, very scary thing to think about because it's a leap of faith that you're taking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can tell you, man, it, it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. I, I even texted my wife, I said, we're leaving. And I said, uh, we're not gonna tell anybody, you know, we're just gonna keep it under wraps until about, you know, two months before we leave. And we did. And uh, we told some family, not even all family, and uh, because, you know, it was a decision that we wanted to do and we knew there would be some people go, oh, you don't want to do that. And then other people were just all for it. Uh, and it's funny, man, because all my clients were so pumped for me. You know, everybody at Destination Hidden, you know, any gym that I was at, you know, training or working out, they were super pumped for both Shanda yep. and I. And uh, like I said, man, it, it, it's been the best move that I've ever done just because it allowed me to actually think and once I was allowed uh, you know to actually sit there think about my thoughts and put it into action 
um, that's when that's when we really started, you know, seeing things really explode, and it's been amazing. I, I personally super... was happy for the move uh, because I knew that your quality of life will improve a lot, your work-life balance will improve a lot because you you know living close to the beach. I, I grew up close to the beach in Brazil, yep. uh, so I know yep. the advantages uh, of the overall health, lifestyle, and everything. Yep. But I was always a little skeptical because I said, wow, Daniel is leaving everything that he was able to accomplish behind and he's going yep. to an island. What about his clientele? There is any actually good gene at all in the island like that he is able to have new clients and everything? Uh, did you have a lot of influence on building the community and improving the community from that perspective or everything was already set up and you just... Uh, you know, it's funny because, yeah, no, I mean, there's only one other bodybuilder on this entire island out of a hundred thousand. There's a hundred thousand people on this island. There's one other bodybuilder, wow. and he owns the gym that we go to. And I mean, they have great equipment. Prime, they have prime equipment. The you know prime handles. I mean, it's been great. Like we've gotten to have some input on you know what he needs to order for the gym. Um, it's about twenty-five to three thousand square feet. Four people, five people in there max at a time a day, which is amazing. Wow. Uh, Even though I love seeing people, it's nice to go in there and have everything you need and just absolutely smash it right there. Um, but I, I will tell you, man, it's it's funny that you said that. For the last two years, my wife has killed it with clients down here. They've, they all want to train with her, you know, and uh, I'll tell you, that's just, you know, when I came down here, I, I told myself, I said, I'm not going to have any more than three clients uh, that I train in person. Um, right now, I have one. I have one person that I train in person on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I do it just to kind of break that routine up a little bit, you know, of our online stuff, because uh, it does get kind of annoying looking at a phone and computer all day. You know, that's, I mean, that's what we do for 14 hours a day. And uh, it's, it's a lot of work. We actually, uh, we just started our, our challenge actually just started on Friday. Um, and I mean, we, we just hit 1300 people in there. Um, so, you know, it's, that's, it's a lot of questions every single yep. day. And, uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it, you gotta have that, this beautiful surrounding. And like I said, that mental clarity to get through that. No, that's amazing, man. Uh, that's really, I'm really happy to, to see that, uh, you are able to, to have a better work-life balance because it's very important. Uh, because even Absolutely. if you do what you love, if you are always busy, then you don't have really, uh, there is no way for you to harvest your hard work because you don't have time to, en to, to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, that's the number one thing was, too, is, you know, I worked so much. I never I never saw myself getting out of that, um, you know, working that much and just being dog tired every single day. And the, the crazy thing about it is, Yuri, is I loved what I did. You know, I loved what I did in Dallas. But I knew it was running me into the dirt and I knew I was going to get burnout, um, you know, and it, it just wasn't healthy to come home at 8 p.m. every night after working, you know, 12, 13 hour day and be exhausted. And the only time that my wife gets with me is me putting my head in her lap and falling asleep, you know, on the couch, you know. So, you know, it just wasn't fair. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to make changes in order to make better quality of yeah. life, you know. Uh, Happy, happy wife, happy yeah. life, you know? So that's, uh, you know, that's number one too. That's, that's true. That's true. And, and I, I will tell you this, this, this whole atmosphere change, this whole thing, 
I bet you that is influenced in your prep. And that's why you probably are feeling better. The results are coming faster because you reduce the amount of stress that you used to have. So you are, you are now you have more time to put on yourself. Yeah, 100%. You know, it, it, it's, it's funny, man, because I can look at pictures from my last prep to this prep and you can, I mean, I can read stress on me, you know, like just the way my body looks, my body looks stressed. Uh, my face looks stressed. Um, you know, and I just didn't, I didn't realize it, you know, I mean, I was on my feet the entire day, you know, you know, training people at the gym and, you know, doing my own workouts and then going home and getting on the laptop and doing online stuff, you know, it just, it took its toll. And, uh, I never knew how much it did that until I actually moved here to the island. And uh, like I said, it, it's, it's almost an unexplainable feeling to be able to wake up, you know, in a, in a place like this and actually feel free. Do you guys actually live it, close to the beach or is a little bit far? We're about, we're about a hundred yards off the beach. It's called Sapphire beach. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It's, 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 it's beautiful here. <laughs> Now, for you that was uh, in Dallas, super busy guy, when you went there, like the first one, two months, did you feel this readjustment? You're like, it's not hectic anymore, I'm missing something. Did you, did you miss the adrenaline at the beginning? Yuri, I had a panic attack my first two weeks I was here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had a panic attack, literally out in the water. I just went and stood out in the water and I just stood there and I was like, I'm freaking out. Like. <laughs> And the reason was is because, you know, for the last six years, five years, I'd been used to just go, go, yeah. go, go, go in the in destination, you know, and build my clientele. And I got down here and I didn't have a routine. You know, I was like, okay, we're gonna run out of money. You know, what 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 you know, what's going on? Like I What did I do? Dad, dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean my dad was like, Now you know how retired people feel. He was like, That's why I'm never gonna retire. I couldn't I was like, Man, I was like, I gotta find something like you know, and um, we came down here for our first month and we relaxed. And that's, you know, I think that was great for us. And then, man, we, we got right to it and got to work on our online platforms. And uh, November of 2019 is when we started uh, those groups. And uh, we started we started our group with 53 people in it our first six weeks. And uh, like I said, we... Uh, We've had, you know, 13, 1400 in there, the last two challenges. So it's been, you know, it's been absolutely amazing. And, you know, I think what goes with that, Yuri, is with these challenges and the time that I have and the non-stress that both me and my wife have, we can put every single minute, every single hour into these challenges with that many people and give it 100% every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's attractive. You know what I mean? Yep, it, yep. It's, it's, it, it, it's awesome to have someone like that on your side who can boom, 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 just answer questions like, hey, what, do I, what can I do for this? Boom, it's answered. What can I do for this? Boom, it's answered. You know, and that's, that's what we strive for every single day is, you know, we're here for you every single second of every single day for these, for these six weeks. So, you know, ask a million questions. That's what we want. We want you to have as much knowledge as us. You're not going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. But we want to teach you how to live this lifestyle. That way you can go on on your own and do, do this. Do you have clients that actually become like permanent clients that they finish one challenge and they want to continue to work with you? Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, 
we've had that we've had one-on-ones come to us and ask for the one-on-one. Um, I've actually had uh, two masters guys. Um, one he's forty, he's forty-two, and the other one's fifty-three. Uh, and I'm gonna prep them for their first show. I think they're doing October. Um, so that you know that they were just in the challenge, and man, they have great physiques, and it's you know it's cool to watch that. But they're coming over to one-on-one to get more detailed work for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's but not e- not even show, it. just the lifestyle. Like people that finish the yeah. challenge and say, I would like to continue working with you guys just for the lifestyle. You know, we, yeah, we've we've had we've had we, I would say honestly, at least a year. I mean, we've had people thirteen and fourteen months now straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally, yeah, we literally have a whole city. It's called Atoka. Uh, it's it's called Atoka, Tennessee. It's right outside Memphis. We have 793 people from that town in our challenge. Wow. <laughs> so, why? Why there? Uh, why? Man, it's funny because that's where we started. Um, a guy that's on our team. He he's one of our coaches too. He lives there. Um, we went up and did a boot camp. Uh, for one of our first challenges, and we had about 70 people at this boot camp, and everyone found out about it, and just found out about our challenge and how affordable it is, and uh, you know, it, it just it, it sparked, and people hook, got hooked on it, and they're they're in love with it, man. And you know, that's that's exactly what we wanted is, you know, we want you to fall in love with health and you know this this lifestyle. That's amazing. That's completely insane. Uh, it's, it's really cool, <laughs> man. It's really cool. Um, and now one question that I always wanted to ask, because that's how you, uh, you know, create your brand. What is diesel physique? Why diesel? So, <laughs> couple reasons. So, uh, whenever I was in ninth grade, um, my baseball coach told me I ran like a bulldozer, so he was just gonna call me a big diesel. <laughs> and the reason why he called me diesel is because my name's Daniel Sullivan, diesel. Oh, okay. And it was just short for, it ended up coming out as diesel. And so everyone in football, baseball called me diesel. That actually ended up being my fight name, Daniel the Diesel Sullivan. Um, and I've just kept it, you know, kept that with me ever since. And it's, uh, you know, it's 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 more of a of a driving a driving name than anything. And you know, it's like I want I want you to have that diesel physique. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I want you to have. I want it to be you know something that you strive for. Your work ethic. You know everything in the gym, everything in the kitchen. And uh, I, I just want it to be a household name to where you know, hey, I want that diesel physique. That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't uh, had the correlation between Daniel and, and and Sullivan. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, and what is you know, going to be next? Uh, because when you're doing a prep like this, I know that you're doing for 14 weeks, but you never really prepare just for one show, right? Uh, I mean, you're probably going to do one, two. Do you, do you have another one in mind? I'm, ho- you know, so you know, the ultimate goal obviously is to go pro at this right. show, um, which changes everything. If, if you go we- pro, there is no other show. You're gonna probably change so, the plans well it's funny because the pro am so my show is on a saturday um it, in the bahamas it's called the world caribbean championships and uh, it's a pro qualifier well sunday if they if you win the if you win the overall they want you to compete in the puerto rico pro the next day so you actually would be able to compete in your first pro show the following day wow um you know and if for some reason this doesn't work out um, I would like to do one more national show this year, and uh, you know, and if 
you know, if it doesn't, you know, if it nothing happens, you know, hang it up, enjoy the rest of the mm -hmm. year, and then you know, talk about next year and see what happens. Now, when you did the the Olympia Amateur, there is any qualification to do the Olympia Amateur, or you just have to race and do it? There is not. That's and that's what's uh, that's the beauty about international shows is you don't have, unlike national shows like NPC Nationals, Junior USA's. Uh, you know, North Americans, you have to be qualified. Mm -hmm. uh, you either have to place top two or you have to place top five, um, depending on the show. These international pro qualifiers, you do not have to qualify. Amateur Olympia, you don't have to qualify for it. You could be, it could be your first show. And I actually saw that <laughs> in the last uh, Amateur Olympia. There were some guys there for their first show. And uh, I mean, they got hammered, but it's really cool. I mean, to go, hey, my first show was the Amateur Olympia. You know, that it's a pretty cool thing. The, the cool thing about the amateur O is even if you haven't done a show, you better bring it. I mean, that, and if you have done a show, you better bring it. Cause I mean, you got guys come, there's guys from Egypt coming in. I mean, there, I mean, there's some really freakish physiques that come to these shows. When you, on the amateur Olympia, um, they is the same routine as any NPC show. Like they will have the call outs. No. So it's actually better. And that's what I love about Tim Garner's shows. Tim Garner does not have a night show. And I absolutely love it because you can carb up and be full as hell for the, you want to be blown up for your first presence. I mean, you, you got to look your best. Um, so the amateur O goes like this. We go on in pairs of five or six. They compare you. You walk to the back. You come back on. You do your 45-second routine. You go to the back. Everyone? Everyone does that? Yes. Wow. Then they call you out on stage, all of you. They choose the top six. They choose the winner right there. You go home. It's all one and done in the morning. Wow. There is no prejudging. Yeah, there is nothing. Everything is done. Like You're out of there by 1 p.m. That's, a, that's amazing. It, it really is because... You know the stress of going back to a night yeah. show. You're exhausted. You know, you want to nap in between. Like, it's awesome to wake up and go, hey, we can we can fill up. Let's eat. Let's get done. You know, let's – and you have the whole rest of the day. <laughs> I love that. You know, there is no going back until 10 p.m. And uh, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. What I'm really impressed is that everyone is able to do the, the 45 seconds routine, which uh, – Usually, yeah, usually you know, it, is not this that how it happens for NPC, for example. Only the top five no, would do it. Everybody does a 45 second, which I thought was actually pretty crazy. Um, but to be honest with you, it goes by so fast. Like, I mean, it really the way they run these shows, Tim Garner, he, he's I'm telling you, man, I actually flew to Denmark, Copenhagen, um, back in 2000, was that 18? 2018 I competed over there I just wanted to go do one of his shows over there and uh, I placed top five and uh, you know I just my thing is Yuri now is you know I've done so many local shows I want to compete against the best wherever it is you know I want to do an international show I want to I don't I don't want to do any more local shows unless I'm unless I'm a pro. Yeah, you know, and I think that. But would... the thing about the international show, let me know if you agree with that or not. Is is the stress of the flight on your body, right? Because usually, it's all part yeah, of it. Yeah. So yep. you gotta you gotta fly way in advance so your body can readjust again. Yeah. So like to the Bahamas, I'm fly uh, to Denmark. I flew ten days early. Um, Bahamas, I'm going six days early. 
So that's um, a short flight. You know, Is it a short flight? Oh yeah, it's all, it's only a couple hours from here. Not even. Yeah, it's it's super short because it's a. Actually, it's one hour. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's one hour. So even that, you're gonna fly six days before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I I like to get there. I like to get in my room. I like to go to the grocery store, have everything done basically five, six days in advance and relax, pick my gym where I need to go work out and just no stress at all. So you're basically going to be on your peak week there. My whole entire peak week will be there. That's a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, because you don't really need to push a whole uh, a lot on the gym anyway, right? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, and that's the thing, I, you know, I've never been there before. So I want to get there and, you know, find a gym, find a grocery store, you know, next to wherever we're staying, you know, whatever Airbnb that we have. And, um, you know, just kind of figure everything out. Because um, I will say this, when I went to Denmark, that was one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life because nothing was in English. They don't have regular egg whites, you know, they don't have, you know, there's certain things they don't have that we have over here. And that was very, very difficult. I did that prep on my own. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, here I can, I can drink pasteurized egg whites, you know, that I don't think they're that bad over there. They don't put anything in them. They're super raw. And I tried to drink them and they were the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever had in my life. I swear. And, uh, but you know, it was just, that was, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, the trials, you know, and, and, and tribulations of that whole thing was, you know, absolutely incredible. It was a beautiful place. I stressed. I didn't stress. I did good in the show. You know, it was just like, you know, again, you, you, sometimes you got to go through those yeah, hard yeah. things in order to get to where you want to be. It is fun to, to, to compete internationally because after the, after the show, it. you have a chance to know another country. You know, and, and yep. the you have also the chance to experience different physiques against you, see how you compare. It's it's good. It's good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, my friend. Uh, time went by really fast. It was a great conversation. Yeah, uh, really good to catch up with you. I'm so happy that uh, your business is going uh, really well. Uh, for Thank people you, that don't know, what is the website that they should go to know more about the challenge? It is mydieselphysique.com. Okay. And they, they have everything there. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Daniel, good luck on your last uh, 10 weeks of prep. And um, hope th I you, really Eric. hope that you get the pro card this time. Uh, I'm really looking Thank forward you, to to see progress pictures soon. <laughs> yes, sir. Give, it a, give it a couple <laughs> weeks and I'll have them out there. Cool. All right, my friend. Take care. God bless you. Hey, Yuri. Thank you so much, brother. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, see you next time.